But once you get the self-confidence through business building and entrepreneurship, then you start to grow and learn and it, it just flourishes from there. But I try to encourage nurses to understand that you have the power within you. It's like the, the movie, Dorothy, you've always had the power. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Nurse Boss Shift Podcast. It's your girl, Dr. Kiana Jones. And I'm Crystal P, the beauty NP. And we are here with another banger. Yeah, I'm excited about this interview. <laughs> we have Miss Heather Wilson, and she is a registered nurse. Y'all know we try to bring as many registered nurses on as possible to show y'all what's possible. And I'm so excited to have you, Heather. I will let you chime in and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background and then also what you're doing in business. Hi. Thank you for having me. First of all, let me just start off with that. I'm so excited. You guys are just an energetic force to be reckoned with. So I love it. Um, I am Heather Wilson and I have been in business since 2010, I want to say. Um, I launched my first business, Everyday Divinity, back then. And that is a senior foot care business where we address senior foot care issues that I recognize was a gap in the healthcare system. We can get into why that was uh, later on, but I launched that back then, and then I grew that business into a second business called the Foot and Nail Institute, where I train nurses how to launch their own senior foot care business. So two businesses. Um, I do want to say, yes, I am an RN, but I have to wave a flag here because okay. I think there is so much emphasis on degrees in nursing. Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to yes. go there. I'm coming out strong. I want to say that I am an associate degree nurse. Mm -hmm. So yes. to the nurses who are like, Oh, do I need a bachelor's? Do I need this degree? Do I need that degree? I am going to wave the flag and say nursing, no matter what it is, LPN, RN, whatever, nursing itself is just a force to be reckoned with. And you know, if there's a business that you're thinking of nurses, if it's laying on your heart, build it because odds mm. are it's something that's lacking in the world. And I believe in that. And so that's something I always tell nurses. They're always like, I feel like I need to go back to school. And I'm like, I have an ADN. And they're like, Oh, I'm like, mm -hmm. that's right. So just <laughs> go for it. So I'm going to come out strong with that. But that is my back of what I've been doing um, since 2010. <laughs> I okay okay Heather all right we can go there yes I want to talk about it honestly this is something that Crystal and I you know we help nurses start their own IV hydration business Crystal own a med spa I own a med spa so I have a full-on boot camp where I help nurses get into the aesthetic space and this is one of the kind of peeves that we have with nurses trying to say, oh, I have to have this degree. It's like they don't, business is business. Yes. And I tell them this all the time, like when whatever business you want to start, mm -hmm. you have to understand it's not because you're a nurse. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And they don't really understand the difference between like ADN, BSN, MS. No. Do you know how to make money? Do you yeah. have a business where people will pay you 
what you are charging for that thing? That is the question. And so we always, and actually we had a webinar earlier and we talk about this, like ADN, BSN. I had a PhD in 2019 and I was still, when I'm at the bedside, clinically, I can only do what the same ADN, BSN, MSN can yeah. do with their license. Yeah. And so I think there's this, I don't know if it's just kind of created because of our, the way we uh, obtain education as nurses, you know, there's so many varying levels to us, but ultimately when you get down to business, fundamentally, it's all the same, Yes, you know, and adding, being a nurse is just kind of like an added bonus. Yes. If you ask me, yes, like, it really is. Yes. Completely. So, yeah. 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 It's amazing. There's so many nurses that just feel, you know, that they don't have the credentialing to build businesses. And I'm like, no, you do. You're a nurse. You don't even realize that even if you've worked at bedside or in a clinic or in a surgery center, that you've already been trained out for the business world. And I think that's something that nurses don't understand. Um, because yeah. I think in school we're taught, you know, to follow this path and it just infuriates mm-hmm. me sometimes because I'm like, no, you don't yes. have to follow that path. And yes. they're like, um, I don't have to. And I'm like, no, because out here in business world, it's so separated from the hospital system and it's just so different. Yeah. It's not, you know, you don't have to ask for permission to do a lot of this stuff. Go for it. Ooh, you yeah. know, and I, yeah. when I started my business, I remember calling the board of nursing looking for permission and the board of nursing mm-hmm. didn't call me back. They never, they usually don't. <laughs> Um, if, right. In fact, sometimes they give you the wrong answer. It depends on who you're talking mm-hmm. to. Just, you know, right. but we are taught to believe that the board of nursing is the Holy Grail, put them on a pedestal. And then when you get out here and you start working in the business, you realize that there's just people like you and I. And actually, when I did meet the board of nursing, they were very gracious and very nice people. Mm-hmm. They're supportive of nurse mm-hmm. businesses. They love yes. it. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting because I thought I waited so long for this permission that I never got. And I remember a guy that was in business said, you know, out here in business, you just get to a point where you think to yourself, you know what, if I'm not going to get permission, I'll ask for forgiveness later. And I ah, like, that I like stuck that. with me. And so I've yeah. always led with that now because I'm like, oh, I'll ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And it's what's worked. You know, I, a lot of times nurses are just too afraid to take yes. that leap of faith because we don't have yes. that self-confidence within ourselves because the system mm-hmm. has beat us down. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's just, you know, once you get the self-confidence, through business building and entrepreneurship, then mm-hmm. you start to grow and learn and it, it just flourishes from there. But yeah. I try to encourage nurses to understand that you have the power within you. It's like the, the movie Dorothy, you've always had the power. That's how I feel with nurses. You've always had mm-hmm. the power. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just interesting mm-hmm. to watch that fundamentally happen now with nurse entrepreneurship in all different areas, not just foot care, but mm-hmm. in all different areas. Cause I love it. I love watching mm-hmm. it, the growth. All the things that we talk about all the time is just asking for permission um, and then just how nurses are just so scared to to start. And I don't get it because I'm like, you went to school to have people's lives in your hand. Um, but then you're, you're getting scared about starting like a foot business, yeah. about, you know, taking care of someone's foot. It's yeah. like, yeah. You know, as Kiana always says, no one's going to die in these businesses Um you know, if we do something or if we make a mistake. So um, I just love when we have other nurse entrepreneurs on here and they just validate what we talk, mm-hmm. what we say, because Kiana and I sometimes feel like we're saying the same thing or people think like, oh, that's just you guys or you you can do it because of this or whatever the excuse is. But it's like, no, we bring other entrepreneurs on here to validate exactly everything that we've been saying. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, even when I, <laughs> by the time I was in my second year in a PhD program, I knew I had effed up. <laughs> But I was already in it. And so I was like, okay, well, like, I'm just going to finish. 
But I did, I get it because that's all we think. It's like, I'm unhappy. I'm bored. I'm this, I'm going back to school. And it's like, yes. but why? You know, like the only degree I've ever, well, and this wasn't even a degree. This is my post-master certificate, FMP. That's the only one that I truly did for me. I was like, I had my med spa and I was like, I need to be a nurse. I want to be a nurse practitioner so that I, I don't have to have a medical direct. I don't have so much oversight in my spa. That was for my business. That was the only time I didn't go in debt for to get somebody to hire me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah. so it really changed my perspective. And I'm not saying like, I get it. I love nursing. And I, I tell people all the time, it's, a, it's people, you got to be a nurse to understand. It's like a love, hate. like I, I really do love being a nurse, um, but I dislike how indoctrinated they do us. And um, I worked in academia for 11 years and it's not an accident. It, the goal yeah. is for you to go and work to the hospital. It's always been the plan. It's never a plan for you to go and operate your own business and learn about entrepreneurship. Yep. And I was lead faculty for public health eight of those 11 years. And I used to beg them, like, I wanted to bring entrepreneurs in. They're like, no, we're not. Yep. <laughs> You're not bringing it. They want you to be an employee. So I understand why it's so hard for us to break down those barriers and walls that have been set up before us because the indoctrination starts at orientation. Yeah, and so does. all throughout that, and then when you go get the job all throughout that time, and then you happen to stumble upon social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and there's a whole world of nurses out here, like running whole businesses, making hundreds and millions yeah. a year. And you're like, whoa. What happened? How did I not get the memo, right? So that brings me to the question that I have for you, Heather, because you said I identified a need. That's not something a nurse would normally do and think, oh, I'm going to start a business because I've identified a need. So what was that process like that made you, and I always say like nurses who are entrepreneurs, we have the audacity, like, right? We have the audacity to step out and be something that is nothing like what we've been trained to be. So like, what made you, what what gave you that audacity to say, okay, this is a need. I'm going to start a business in this space. I worked on a vascular thoracic um, surgical unit. And so we would get a lot of patients that would come in, um, set us post salon visits with infections, lower limb infections, just because of their demographic, you know, seniors, they've got the thin skin and all that and diabetic and whatnot. So we would get those patients that would come in with lower extremity infections, whether it was because their family was trying to provide their foot care or they had gone to a questionable salon and not, no disrespect to salons or anything, but there's questionable ones, just like there's questionable nurses. Mm-hmm. Same thing mm-hmm. in the nail tech uh-huh. industry. And so mm-hmm. I was seeing that influx come into our unit where we were, you know, doing transmetatarsal amputations on these patients because wow. it goes into osteomyelitis quickly because the yeah. foot doesn't have a lot of protection. So I had already seen that. But what I was noticing was that at my hospital unit, I was a charge nurse, we would consult podiatry to come and provide foot care services for the patients whenever they would ask for it. They'd be like, can somebody trim my toenails while I'm here? It was just a kind of a byproduct of being in the hospital. They wanted the service. We would have to consult podiatry because as we know in nursing, don't touch the feet. And Mm -hmm. we would consult the podiatrist and sometimes it would take six, seven, eight consults before they would show up. I mean, this is like a lot of our patients were there for an extended care, extended period of time. So I remember talking to a podiatrist one night, one of the friendlier ones, and I said, why does it take so long for you guys to show up? And he said, Heather, I make no money on this. 
I make no money. He goes, I have to come over after office hours. I got to drive, you know, park in the garage, come all the way up here. I was at a very large hospital. And he said, and it just does not serve me. And then I got a chart. Then I got to, you know, go back, bill for it. And I may make five to $10 on it. And so what the misconception is, is that podiatry covers routine foot care services. And the world believes that. And even still today, you know, my nurses that are in my course will say, everybody kind of gets mad because they don't accept insurance. I'm like, tell them to go and use that insurance because they're going to see that they're going to pay a deductible, most likely plus whatever fees on top from the podiatrist, because a lot of podiatrists don't even do routine foot care services, even at a cash rate anymore. So it's interesting because what happens is a lot of these people do, they go out there and they use their, you know, insurance and they think that it's going to be covered and it's not. Medicare does not cover, does not cover routine foot care services unless you are diabetic, you have neuropathy or you have a vascular Mm -hmm. diagnosis on file. And even with those three codes already in place, you still may not get the coverage. And if you do get the coverage, your coverage may be limited to every 12 weeks, where a lot of my patients went every eight weeks. So this was kind of where the gap in the system was at. And I thought, you know, what can I do as far as a nurse? I just was looking for the answer to give patients when they came to the hospital. I was like, what can I say to the patients when they're asking for this just to kind of divert them? And that's what I had asked this podiatrist. I said, what do I, what do I tell them? He said, send them to a salon. And I said, go talk to so-and-so she's amputating. We're amputating tomorrow. I mean, I was kind of feisty as a charge nurse anyway. And I said, go talk to her and explain that to her. And, you know, he was like, Heather, I don't know. I don't know why nurses can't do it. I don't know. Why, why can't you do it? And so I came home and I started researching it online. And I found that there was this whole entire industry in Canada called foot care nurses. And they were doing this under the socialized umbrella up there. And I thought, why can't we bring it here to America and do it as a private pay and see if it works. Well, of course, one of the challenges in my business when I started is everyone said it wouldn't work because I didn't accept insurance. It don't ever work. You don't take insurance. How dare that work for you? That's exactly why it worked was because I didn't take insurance. There was no questionable follow-up bills. It was price transparency. The patients loved it. You come in, you pay this, this is your service. We're done. You know what I mean? See you at eight to 12 weeks. They weren't left with, well, what do I owe you? What is my EOB? What am I going to pay out of pocket? As they're getting older, these people are confused with a lot of this stuff. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming for me. And I'm a nurse. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine Mm -hmm. how overwhelming it is for our senior demographic to receive questionable bills that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so when I started this business, it took off. I mean, that was the, that was just, you know, they loved this process. And so I started in small towns in Ohio and I reached a max capacity of entering into 24 counties just by myself here in Ohio. And so that's kind of when I was like, okay, this is bananas. We need to get more nurses out there because I then started getting calls from other states I would like to find a foot care nurse in my state. You know, I'm in Ohio. So a lot of my my patients go to Florida or Arizona. So they would talk to their neighbors mm-hmm. and they would then call and ask, is there anybody here that can provide the service for me? And that's kind of how the idea of teaching and training nurses nationally evolved um, over time. I was like, okay, I think it's time to take this to the next level and, you know, um, elevate our nurses and, you know, kind of get them to a place where they can have their own businesses as well. 
And that's uh, now was this something that was um that's an amazing story. Yeah, I'm all smiling. I'm like, man, this is great. Um, was this something that became word of mouth, um, as far as like marketing, I'm sure a lot of word of mouth or partnering with other podiatrists, was that how you grew so fast? I grew fast by word of mouth. And actually it's interesting because a lot of my nurses in my course are like, do I need to work with a podiatrist? I'm like, no, you don't have to, you can be independent because what's cute about the senior demographic is it's almost like high school. They love to be the first to experience something. Yeah. And they love to have the juicy tea that they can go and talk to somebody about and be like, listen, what I did today, that is how seniors are. And so I started out providing my services in, in, in homes initially. I started doing in homes and then it grew to senior centers. And then that took me into assisted livings, doctor's offices, pharmacies, churches. I mean, it just kept growing. And so all of that was by word of mouth. And it's funny because a lot of assisted livings, what happens when they find out that you're in an assisted living down the street, the next assisted living is like, oh, we got to get that here. And so that's kind yeah. of word of mouth mm -hmm. that works for that demographic. So it's interesting because you don't have to spend a lot of money on marketing. Um, and I teach all of that in the course. I'm like, you know, you don't spend thousands of dollars on marketing because our seniors need the service. It's pandemic proof. I've lived through it. I can tell you the business grew during that time um, just because people needed the service. And so many people were not providing the service. And I was like, I've been through worse. I can do it, you know? And so that's yes. the nursing mentality. I'm like, as long as there's not bed bugs, I'm good. Let's go for this. Right. So let's try this <laughs> out. So we've delivered the service um, in pharmacies and that's what worked for us and stuff. And so it was just kind of a word of mouth. It grew and it, it's done really well for me and it's done really well for a lot of the nurses nationally now. So it's great. Wow. This is so good. So, okay. You identified the need, you stepped out. People of course gave you pushback because that's what people do. Mm -hmm. I call that projecting their limiting beliefs on me, yes. but you still were able to push through those limiting beliefs and you started this business. Now, is, does this business require, I know the answer, but people will find a reason why they can't do it. So yes. let's tackle it. Do, do you have to have a medical director? Do you have no. to be an esthetician? No. Okay. So RNs. I train RNs. Now, the you reason I RNs. do that is because you may have difficulty finding business liability insurance as an LPN. Now, mm -hmm. there are other courses who they'll take your money and they'll tell you, mm -hmm. yes, sure, of course you can do this. Right. But when you go out and you try to find that insurance, it's going to be difficult. And I am too honest mm -hmm. to say that to people, like to be like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, sure, of course you can do that. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you that yes. you may be able to do it. You may not be able to do it. But right. the yeah. problem a lot of times with the LPN is they want an RN oversight. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of, that's where it gets murky because it's like, does that mean that that RN needs to be in the building while the services are being delivered? Does it mean that the RN needs to oversee the first session, but not the follow-up? Mm -hmm. It's, mm -hmm. it's up to interpretation per state. Right. And that's, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's it kind of yeah. crazy. So I typically stick with the training of the RNs is what I mm -hmm. do. We have a lot of RNs in the program, a lot of NPs in the program. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what we've done. I do believe we had one state that did get a uh, grant access to an LPN and yeah. And so, 
He was like, I've contacted them. They're okay with it. I said, come on in. Uh, as long yeah. as you verify, yes. validate, and make sure you're yes. on your side. I don't want any hiccups. And I don't want you coming back and saying, I can't do this now. That would yeah. crush me. Just That's yes. just my spirit of how I am with people. I don't want that to yes. ever happen to anybody. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love I love it. And so when you have your you have your program, you're growing like wheat, wildfire, I should say, then what's your decision as far as being a nurse and a charge nurse and your team's gonna need you? And are you are you leaving? Did you leave the bedside? And did, are you still working there? What's that look like for you in your life? I left two years after I started my business. Period. <laughs> And I haven't been to days <laughs> because it was just kind of like I, I started it and I was like, I'm going to back out of this. I went contingent and we have a lot of nurses in the course who are like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out of here. And I'm like, you can definitely leave. don't quit your day job tomorrow, please. Um, but yes. I, you know, I can kind of guide them down that process of how to yeah. add in the foot mm-hmm. care clinics, how to grow that as mm-hmm. you back out of the room quietly. Yes. Um, and so we've had a lot of nurses that have left the bedside, which is always, yes. you know, the perils of success. If you can leave the bedside and have a whole hustle versus yes. a side hustle. And that's why I tell yes. people, like, you got a side hustle or you got a whole hustle. It's up to you, whatever <laughs> you want to have. But I'm like, I like right. a whole hustle because I want to get out of that. Right. So I left uh, two years later. And we've had nurses leave as quickly as four months once they okay. started. The course. I mean, I've got Let's some aggressive see. people in this course. It's amazing to watch. They come in and they just go through it. And I'm like, oh, they're they're getting out. <laughs> yeah. I can, I yeah, can because they're tired. And that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. Especially after COVID. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's been so much worse, like for the nurses. And I, I understand, but what I love is that. And, you know, Crystal and I, and for our programs, we don't just, we're not the burn all the boats type. We yeah. we didn't do that. Crystal is now at per diem. I didn't retire, resign, I should say, or complete until 2021. Yeah. So I was going at it strong before I finally was like, okay, the, my job is getting in the way of my business. But not a lot of careers are able to do that. And I love that about us because we can go down to part-time. We can go down to per diem. We can go work registry and just kind of fill in to make sure, you know, we're able to bring in the money to make sure we keep things afloat. But we also can build our businesses. And that is the beauty of being, in my opinion, of course, I'm biased, but being a nurse is that we have the opportunity to to be able to do that. So, um, but my next question that I was going to ask you then is, let's talk about money. Like, okay, you've decided you're going to leave your job two years in, which is really good, by the way. That's Thank you. That means it was doing really well, first of all. So that kudos to you. But then what did you make sure you were bringing in a certain amount before you made the transition? Did you have a, a set goal, a yearly amount? Like, and what does that look like in this industry? Like, what is the average person being, you know, once they get the marketing down and they get the ideal client going, what what is the earning potential in this space? So I asked you two questions. Sorry. You're fine. (laughs) I, when I was doing foot care clinics full time, I started out doing foot care in home. And I also did a clinic session is what I call it. So my Mm -hmm. in home rates are 95 a session that typically Mm -hmm. takes about 45 minutes. And my foot care clinic rates are 40 
a session and that typically takes 20 to 30 minutes. So mm -hmm. however many people you can see in that mm -hmm. hour, you can either see two or three. And mm -hmm. so my, what I equated my success as far as what I looked at was like, what does success mean to me? Um, as you start building your business, you're like, you start analyzing these things. And mine was, I wanted to be home on the weekends. I wanted to be home at night. I had a young kid and I was like, I want to be home. And my husband traveled. And so I thought if I could be home, it's so funny because I used to say when I was in charge, I would always say to my boss, I wish I could just work seven to two. And she would laugh <laughs> at me and she would just be like, where are you going to work seven to two? I'm like, I just want to finish my day at two. I now work nine to two. I drop my son off at school. <laughs> I go and do a foot care clinic from nine to two in various locations. And then I go pick him up at school. I'm home to do the homework, nice. make dinner, be at, yeah. you know, whatever sporting event is going on. I don't miss out on weekend things. You know, remember when you had like yeah. request off for weddings and graduations? Yeah. They're yeah. all off. Like, that's fine. I yeah. take the last two weeks of the year off. I don't work mm -hmm. Thanksgiving and Black Friday. You know, you had to pick. It was like, what yeah. do I want? I always pick Black Friday because I was such a huge shopper. But I'm like, now I'm like, I, I usually take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. I take the last two mm -hmm. weeks of the year off. I, you know, mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. that's what was successful to me. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that I could go in and make that kind of money in a five hour period was yeah. it. And so that's what I yeah. loved. And so yeah. there are nurses who, when they start their foot care businesses, a lot of them will do eight to four or eight to five, whatever hours work for them is what mm -hmm. they can start and launch. And so mm -hmm. however much yeah. money they want to bring in is up to them because it's mm -hmm. unlimited potential. Um, mm -hmm. And so I tell people, you know, the income is also different by marketplace. I'm in Ohio. So those are Midwest rates. You go mm -hmm. to California, those mm -hmm. nurses are making a whole different ball game. And, right. you know, it's interesting to hear. I'm like, you charge what? But that's yeah. California rates. And mm -hmm. that is for working sure. for them. And so it's it's by market. And I teach in the course how to find out what that market price point would be for those nurses, um, because there's yeah. a of the trade to figure out how that should be. But you're not paying any overhead to a building. You don't have a brick and mortar store. You don't have a medical director. You're independent. Mm -hmm. Your money is your money. And how much you want to spend on marketing is up to you. Um, I try to run things leanly just because that's how I am mm -hmm. as a nurse. And I teach that in the course. But if you want to go and spend money on you know, ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, whatever, that's up to you. That's completely fine. But I teach to the lean side of things um, just because as nurses, we don't have a lot of money exponentially to throw out the door on something that mm -hmm. we are trying out. And so that's kind of yes. how I teach too. So essentially, they can replace their nurse money, right? More than what they're making. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's no ceiling. Because they don't have to wait for someone to tell them that they're going to get a raise. They can give their own themselves a raise, right? Um, and it's really about how many clients that they'll take. And it's not, it doesn't have to be one client at a time, which right. I think a lot of people, we always talk about that with IV hydration because they're thinking, oh, I'm dripping one person. No, you can drip five at a time. It's fine. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> so getting them to understand that. Uh, yeah. Chris, did you have something? Go ahead. I was just going to say when, when you do like a clinic, are you doing that at um, senior citizen or senior center centers or nursing homes? I'm do doing clinic, that. Or at, is that somewhere? Yes. 
senior centers, assisted livings. Um, I've done it in physician offices, pharmacies. Typically, I'll see anywhere from 10 to 15 patients in that nine to two range. I like to schedule 10 during that. But a lot of times people are like, hey, I didn't know you were here. Can I squeeze in? And so it ends up being 15 patients. But I that's what works for me. Um, you know, and a lot of the nurses, they like to do different hours, longer hours. If they're doing an assisted living, sometimes they're doing weekends just because that's what works for them. And that's what is so great about this is you can yes. make this a weekend thing as you back out yes. of that hospital job. Um, they don't even have to know what you're doing because you're side hustling on, on the weekend. Right. And what does, um, when you're taking care of their feet, are you doing like you're trimming clipping and then assessing their feet for any issues? Is that basically what it is? Yeah, you're trimming their nails. So what happens as we get older, and it's crazy to see because I never would have believed it myself until I hit my mid 40s. But as you get older, you have limited flexibility to reach your own feet. Mm -hmm. And so you can't mm -hmm. provide your own foot care. And as we get older, we lose the dexterity in our hands. We lose our vision. We can't um, see what's going on down there. Sometimes nails get thicker. They kind of curl around. They do all kinds of wonky things. Mm -hmm. And so we yeah. can't bend so well at the hips. We may have bellies now. And so we've got hip, knee, back issues. And we can't provide the service for ourselves. And it's so amazing to me because so many people will come in and say, I can't believe I can't do this now. It, it just, you know, it just happens. It's aging. And so they can't provide the service for themselves. And it's interesting to me because I think when I started my business, I was most surprised with the fact that I didn't see the crazy feet that I saw in the units. The feet that were all mm -hmm. like, oh, that's probably 10% of my population, in all honesty. Okay. My people are pretty healthy and they yeah. are, you know, keeping themselves up and keeping everything in check. And so a lot of my patients have good, healthy, normal nails. They just can't reach to see them. So it's nothing yeah. for your service to be a quick 10 to 15 minute service because it's just there's yeah. not a lot of stuff that needs done. So you're trimming their nails. You can thin them if they're thick. I use what I call an electronic file in clinic. Um, a lot of times that you'll see that at like the nail salons are using it for the acrylic nails and stuff. Mm -hmm. Same exact thing. And so we're using that on their feet. We're using that on their corns, their calluses and their heels to kind of just smooth off those rough edges for them. And you're assessing if you see anything that looks, you know, suspicious or whatnot. A lot of times at that point, we don't do referrals, but we will kind of path them down that pathway of, have you ever had a wound clinic consult? And usually they'll say, yes, I have. You can kind of put them back in touch with those types of people and say, I think you need to call them about this. I'm so type A as a nurse, I will write down what I want them to say. I'm like, here's what I want you to say when you call, because I don't want there to be any miscommunication. They're like, okay. I'm like, tell them this. A lot of what I've seen out here is cellulitis. That's typically the thing that I see the most is just cellulitis. And a lot of times nurse or patients will say to me, oh, the doctor said it was okay. It's just my medication. And I've seen some cellulitis that I'm like, no, it's more than that. You need to be seen. And so I will then yeah. kind of tell them, I need you to do this, please call. And right. you now it, it's something, especially with the patients who have dementia and stuff like that, I then will reach out to the family and say, here's something I saw. I just want you to kind of follow up with this and take care of it. Um, just because I don't want to let it drop through the cracks and stuff, because I know what it can turn into just from my history and such. And so that's the kind right. of stuff I can just kind of guide them down the path. And I think that, you know, as nurses, we think, well, we're not taking insurance, we can't be doing that kind of stuff. 
talk to them like your grandparents treat it like it is your grandparents because mm -hmm. these people will just love that so much more because you're taking the time to educate and you're advocating for them mm -hmm. you don't need insurance to be an advocate for the patient's health and so that is something i'm yeah. seeing that's happening out here is you know patients or nurses get hung up on well i can't give a formal referral that's okay Here's what you're going to do in place of that. You're still going to advocate for them by educating the patient or educating the family and, you know, putting them on the right path of what they need to do. Um, and so that's something that, you know, I teach in the course, you know, just because we are not doing a formal code, it, it doesn't mean that we're not going to address the issue at hand. Um, and so that's something that patients really appreciate. Um, it's the transparency yeah. that we've lost in healthcare. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. we're back mm -hmm. to that now. And yes. that's what keeps patients coming to us. And that's what they're like, oh my yes. God, thank you so much. You know, they get yes. it. Yes. So my question then, you know, considering like the whole scheme of things, like how did you, navigate. Now we, I want to talk to you about your, your program. Um, you know, like you said, people were calling from different places. How did you be, decide? Like, cause I'll tell you mine's was, I bet you ours is very similar is I was posting it, sharing my journey and people just started reaching out to me. It was like, how did you do it? I didn't know nurses could, I didn't know nurses could, don't you need a doctor? Da, da, da. And then the questions came in and I was like, Oh, well, Hey, I've been let me just create a coaching program. I see all these people out here doing it and they have no background and they have, yeah. you know, they don't even know what they're doing. And yeah. I'm sitting up here questioning myself. So how did you make the decision to start getting into this? Space? I coaching? started doing probably very similar to your situation. I started getting the phone calls. Can I just pick your brain? Uh, how many nights my brain was yeah. there? And <laughs> really hard because... First of all, you could pick my brain all night, but you know what? Only such a small percentage is going to do anything with it. And mm -hmm. my husband is business minded and he would stand outside my door, my office and be like, up oh, the phone. It's done. It's over. You can't <laughs> talk for two hours to every person that wants to pick your brain. But as nurses, that is how we are. We lead with that. Let me help you. Mm -hmm. um, it was hard for me to transition to the place of let me charge for that now. And so I think that that's something that nurses struggle with. But I was like, you know what, I can't do these two hour long conversations every night with nurses. This is just mm -hmm. this is bananas. And you're right, there are so many people out there now that are like, I have a business, I'm going to teach you how to have a business. And it's funny, because I kind of talk about that on some of my social posts, because I'm like, beware of the charlatans out here. You know, there's ways mm -hmm. to investigate. Do they have a business? How long mm -hmm. have they been in business? Mm -hmm. Are they successful? Um, mm -hmm. Look into that stuff. Read into what is the history of that. Just because you decided to start a business eight weeks ago doesn't make you an expert. There's so many things mm -hmm. that you have to go through and experience. Mm -hmm. And learn um, how to navigate those waters because nurses are going to have those questions. They're going to go through the same things that you've gone through and you better have those answers because that's what they're paying for. They want verification, validation, and confidence in whoever is leading them down that path. And so what I found was I thought, you know what, let me just build a course out for the nurses. We were originally going to franchise it. And my husband and I built the franchise out and we wrapped it up January, February of 2020. 
and mm-hmm. it sits oh. on a shelf. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're I know where you're going with that. Box, right. Talk to the lawyers. I went on yeah. a cruise with my girlfriend and everything was being shut down. We were on this cruise. I didn't take my computer. Yeah. She's like, you didn't take your computer. I was like, no, I have nothing. What are we going to do for on this cruise for like another three yeah. weeks, you know, sheltered. Mm-hmm. But I came back and um, it was interesting because God works in such weird ways. I was on this mm-hmm. cruise and there was a guy there and he was a business developer and he kept telling me, Listen, kid, every morning we would go walk the top deck. He would say, listen, we need you to build this as an online training program. I said, nurses aren't online training learners. We don't learn that way. That's not, that was so not the norm of nursing education back then. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up, we got off the cruise um, and came back. And I said to my husband a couple of days later, everything had shut down. Like four days later, it was done, shut down. And I said, listen, don't kill me in my sleep. I know we just built this franchise, but... I think that we're going to have to take it apart and put it into an online training program for nurses. And so that's what we did during the eight weeks when everything was officially yeah. shut down. Yes. Um, I ripped uh-huh. it apart and we just started building it out from there. And we found somebody who was amazing and she understood what I was doing and all the integrations that I wanted. Like, I didn't even know what I wanted. I just like, I don't, nurses don't have that communication. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. I want like a thing where there's like a, a list of contacts. And she's like, that would be a contact, you know, you know, list. And I'm like, okay, email I list. Yeah. <laughs> I want thing where like there's automations where the emails will just go out. And like, that's mm-hmm. the kind of lingo that I didn't even understand when I was yes. launching all of this, but she yes. got it and she built all of that into it. And it's been a beautiful partnership since, but it's it just, that's the, the learn as you go that you do as a yeah. nurse. Um, sure, and so that's kind of sure. how I built the course and mm-hmm. it's you know done well ever since. I just kind of let it lead itself at this point because I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do pressurized sales for nurses. I'm not going to do a webinar where I'm like, if you buy it at night. No, I, I just feel like, you know, as nurses, we don't need to pressurize anybody into buying anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. that I don't like with what I'm seeing happening out here with the nurses who have the businesses that are trying to do coaching and training and whatnot, you're, I feel like it's almost like you're taking advantage of nurses and we shouldn't be taking advantage of our kinship. Mm -hmm. Um, We should Mm -hmm. be looking out for one another. And so that's kind of where I'm kind of like, I get a little annoyed. I get fired up when I see that happening and taking place. So I kind of, (laughs) but it's been a great process, a great journey. And I'm so grateful for it. So we have this segment where we ask about three uh, homework assignments that you would have our listeners do that can help them either start their journey or improve their journey or just something that was something major for you during your process while you were either setting up or even right now as you are in business, as long as you have been in business. What are three things or three homework assignments that you would have them do? I would say what I would honestly believe uh, would help if I was starting out looking back now, I joined, there was an organization I joined and I don't know if this is bad to do or not, but it was called the National Nurse Business Association. And Mm -hmm. it was just an organization that doesn't, they don't do a lot of, you don't see them a lot out there. But what I found was helpful was that there was a lot of nurses in that organization that had a lot of different businesses. And so get with people who are like-minded. You have Mm. to get away from the people that, you know, our colleagues and our family and our friends, they're not going to understand this. When you start to talk about, 
I want to start a business. They're going to think you're crazy. They're going to tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. And you are right when you mentioned earlier that that is their own limitations speaking. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what you're going to find, you know. So you have to start finding like-minded people. And mm -hmm. I like that organization because it's a family unit and everybody's safe there. It's a safe mm -hmm. space and there's not a lot of vultures in there trying to take advantage mm -hmm. of you. Um, that's the first thing I would say. I would say the other thing is find a mentor who is doing what it is that you want to do. You know, a lot of nurses, they join Facebook groups or different little groups that are out there online that are free. You join these groups, you go in thinking that you're going to get all the knowledge and all of the, the nuggets for free. And you're not. You're going to be told whatever it is that whoever's looking at that post has to say. And if that gets you in trouble later on down the line, you don't you can't say, well, I read on Facebook that doesn't hold up in the court of law. And so you really have to have everything kind of, you know, in line structure wise with your business foundations. So find mm -hmm. somebody who has done it, who has been through it, mm -hmm. who has walked the path, who understands all the stuff that can come up in the day to day of your business, because it's so mm -hmm. much easier to shoot a text or an email and be like, Hey, this happened today. And you can guide them down the process. That was one of the things when I built my business, I was like, you're not just buying into this course, you're buying me and my brain and you can text, email, we have our own private app that we use. I'm like, you know, we're not on Facebook or anything. We have an, a Facebook thing, but it's not, you know, anything I go and entertain too often because everybody's in our own private app. That's mm -hmm. where the knowledge is at. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I tell people that's what you're paying for is the convenience. You can either spend two to three years figuring it out yourself, or you mm -hmm. can pay up front and save the money and the time from an expert. And yes. so I, I try to tell nurses that. And it's funny because I've seen that play out more times than I can tell you. Nurses will, you know, come and kind of pick my brain. And then a couple mm -hmm. years later, they're still trying to pick brains, figuring it out. And I'm like, you could have had your business up and launched by now, but that's fine. That's your process. That's your journey. I respect it. Um, and the third thing I would say, you know, don't be such, don't be so self-doubting. Um, start to feed your mind with things. I listen, I love podcasts. You know, I listen to Brene Brown, Simon Sinek, and Mel Robbins. I listen to people who feed the fear and who are going to push you off that ledge because that's what you need. I think that when we are working in these standardized hospitals and these types of traditional roles, that that's all we're being fed all day is the negativity. And when you start to listen, instead of listening to music on the way to work, listen to something that's going to feed your soul and your brain, um, because your perception of the world will shortly change once you start to listen to how others who are successful are living. I think that, you know, when I worked at the unit, you know, everybody would just, it was kind of like everybody was upset, angry. Let's all go out and get wings and beer after work. Wings and beer is fine. I like wings and beer and tacos too. But you know what? Is that going to serve you five years from now? You know, mm -hmm. if you're in the same place that you are three years from now, and you've been complaining at the same table, at the same taco joint with the same people, you're probably not thriving the way that you want to be. And so, you know, I'm pretty boisterous about this because I'm like, I would prefer to break away from that pack and go get tacos in Mexico. Um, that's just me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't 
I hope you have stepped on so many toes with that because it's, it is <laughs> I so have. I'm sure I, have. <laughs> I hope they feel it. They need to because yes. honestly, and, and one thing I, I had did a social media post and I was just saying, like, I think I said five things that I had learned from being in room with eight and nine figure earners. And one of the big ones was nobody knew what they were doing when they started. So if you're waiting to know what you're doing to get started, you will never start because you will not have everything laid out. That path is a bumpy one. And and it's traveled a lot of times alone and in your thoughts. So you have to accept that in the outset. Yes. You do. (laughs) So I- Perfectionists. We want it to be perfect. We are type A and we want it to be perfect. And it's, you can't wait for it to be perfect. You just got to go for it. Yes. And that, that's where the, what Crystal was saying that I always tell people, it's like, no one's going to die. And I know us as nurses, we can make a mistake that could cost someone their lives. But when it's in business and you're learning and maybe you put up a post that didn't do well, or you thought you're, nobody's going to die. Just do it. Step out. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. So I I definitely love those three points. I honestly, if we were to take all of the entrepreneurs that we interview, they generally give us those three points because it's true <laughs> to some degree. Maybe they don't say a podcast, they say a book, or maybe they say, you know, they hired a coach, you say mentor, whatever. It's, it's generally the same things and people keep echoing it. So for those who are listening to this podcast and you guys have been listening to our podcast, you will hear this over and over again. One of the things that I say a aspiring entrepreneur should pay attention to is as you're listening to information, you pick up on the themes. You pick up on things that people keep saying that you keep hearing. Act on it. It's not a needle in a haystack. Everybody keeps saying the same thing. And when I began my journey and I was on YouTube, this is how long ago it was. I was listening to YouTube all the time and I would hear the same thing echoed. Mentorship, mentorship, change your network. Your network is your network. Like I started hearing that. I'm like, okay, I got to take action. Like everybody is saying it, no matter who I'm listening to. So pay attention to that, you guys. Um, Heather, this has been absolutely an amazing interview. Honestly, we could just keep going because you're such a ball of energy. (laughs) But I do want to make sure that all of our listeners can connect with you. So please tell us like your platforms, your website. Um, How long is the program? I didn't even get to ask you how long it was. I know we kind of touched on it, but just answer those things. I will. Uh, so, <laughs> no, Institute has two <laughs> modules. There's the business of foot care, there's the practice of foot care, and then there's the membership component of it. All of those are included in the course. And basically, beyond that, there are additional training webinars, which teach nurses all the little nitty gritty things that you're like, how do I, if you have a question, how do I, I have a webinar addressing it in the foot care business <laughs> space. Um, so that is already done, addressed, and it's in there. So the course is always live. I don't do, you know, launching Monday. We have to all meet up every Monday for three hours. No, no, no. We all have busy lives. I wanted everybody to be able to purchase the course and go through the course at their convenience. So that is always there. I do informational webinars typically twice a month. The dates are always listed on the Foot and Nail Institute website. The dates are underneath the webinar tab and I am there. It's a live webinar. You get to ask me questions about foot care. I will do an introductory, um, you know, kind of spiel about what it is that a foot care nurse does. I explain my business. After that, they can ask any types of questions that they have. Um, and so, yes, just go to footandnailinstitute.com and that's where all of the information is listed there for you. Foot, F-O-O-T-A-N-D, nail, institute.com. Okay. 
Yeah. And what about your social media pages? I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And my favorite is TikTok. <laughs> we need to we need to tell them what your handles are. Uh, F and I foot care nurse. F A N D or ampersand. F and I. Like foot and in. Ooh, F and I, yes. Foot in nail in. Oh. See how I did that? Okay. Okay, love yeah. it. Foot in nail institute. Is that on all platforms? Like that's on TikTok, yeah. that's on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's and yeah. then on on um on LinkedIn, you guys, you can find her at Heather H E A T H E R Wilson. Yes. Look her up on 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 LinkedIn. Yes. All right. Well, Heather, thank you so so much. This has been an amazing yeah. interview. I love what you are doing. I know it's so necessary. I was just, as you were talking, I was just thinking about all the patients, all the patients, all the patients. And usually by the time they come to us, you know, they're really bad in the hospital setting anyway. So to be able to get them from having to, well, prevent them from coming at such an advanced stage on where they are with their feet. Uh, honestly is something that definitely needs to be recognized and expanded nurses you guys side business again you don't have to start as a full-time and quit your job you can do this on the side grow your business get your marketing become a business owner first right and then bring in the revenue and eventually kind of titrate yourself off from exactly (laughs) so much for having me guys it was awesome yes Thank yes, you. we appreciate what you're you doing and shining the spotlight on nurse entrepreneurship and nurse businesses. I just I love that anything that we can move the needle through this because it's such a great lifestyle. You know, nursing right yes. now is just in you know kind of a dumpster fire, but it's nice yes. to be able to see people who are out here you know building businesses and loving nursing again and being successful and determining their own rate yes. of pay the way it should be. Yes. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Exactly. And we deserve it. After COVID, yeah. we deserve it. I don't know. Yes, nobody can tell me nothing about nurses. No. <laughs> All you. right, Chris, any last words, Chris, before we head out? Um, just thank you again. I have been stalking Heather on her TikTok for a long time because I love, love, love nurses who take things that we do in nursing already and make a business out of it. Those are like my favorite nurse entrepreneurs. So the fact that you saw um, uh, a need in the market uh, for foot care, something that yeah. We probably do all the time as nurses. And to think that you took that and made a business is just so inspirational. So yeah. please, yes, definitely go check out her uh, TikTok. Check out her her um, her website so you guys can get more information. This sounds like an amazing business um, idea to start, especially that yes. you can start it yes. part-time. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did. And most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.